0: Regardless of location, time period, and environment, has their own urban legends. Stories passed down through generation intended to provide age-old messages to each new generation. As time goes on and society changes, the original purpose of these legends die out. The dangers of ghosts and monsters no longer serve to keep kids from getting out of order and disobeying their parents. However, the creatures of these legends live on, gaining a life of their own and sparking an intrigue into the unknown. Scary stories and horror films will often be predicted predicated predicated on the elements and that stem from the these urban legends whether or not these legends were ever true hardly matters as the impact of these stories shape those that come later so the questions we must ask are how have urban legends shaped modern horror are horror films just a modern version of the urban legend that and many more things will be discussed tonight (gasps) joining us for this chat one of the hosts of the podcast Black Cat Shadows, Dakota Shotten. Dakota, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I actually really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I know you guys had talked to Andy before, and uh, he told me that you guys are really cool. And I mean, just from the little little talk we had before uh, before I got on here, you guys seem like seem like a really awesome duo. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you
2: very much. Yeah, you definitely, you guys definitely seem like cool guys, and uh, definitely seem to have a lot in common, and. Um... I really liked your show and everything um before we start you wanna just mention a little little bit about um black cat shadows because um it really it kind of it definitely relates to the uh, topic at hand
1: yeah um well black cat shadow was a uh, was actually Andy's idea um uh, he came up with he came up with the idea for his podcast just because he's he he grew up in the slasher generation like in the eighties so he he was really into these horror movies i mean i I grew up into horror movies also. But what happened was I was actually uh, I was actually on Craigslist, and I was looking for, for singing gigs because I'm a, I'm a musician also, and I was looking for these singing gigs, and I saw this thing for podcast hosts, and while I was in high school, and like after high school, I started doing like this little amateur radio thing. Um, it was our city radio, and it didn't last very long, but so I was like, hey, maybe this might be my chance to get back into this kind of thing, so um, I messaged him, and we started doing this. Um but what we do is we pretty much look into uh, the urban legends surrounding uh, surrounding horror movies. Or like right now, uh, we're doing something kind of different. Uh, we're doing a horror, uh, horror road trip and taking taking different things from these states. Uh, like our last one we just did that's getting ready to come out is Wyoming. Uh, we talk about a horror movie that was actually inspired by events that happened in the state. And like some of the urban legends surrounding that and some of the really cool stuff about the state. Um, we are really lore-heavy. And really uh really like theory heavy like talking about like why why different uh movies have different types of, of uh types of tropes i mean i know it's kind of i know it's kind of cliche to use that term but um different horror movie tropes are thrown into these uh these horror movies that have uh i'm trying to what i'm looking for trying to uh certain themes i guess And that's something we look at, including true crime, which is also a really big thing that inspires horror movies anymore.
2: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, if there's a murderer out there, there will be a a horror film based on them. Even if, if, like, it has nothing to do with what they actually did. I was going to say Ed Gein
0: in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know?
2: It's like every serial killer was, like, basically based off Ed Gein. And I think he killed, like, three people and none of them with a chainsaw or something like
0: that. But I think he did take the face off of somebody. Yeah,
2: I don't even think he was from Texas originally or something like that.
0: Um, well, and then you have like, um, oh god, I'm blanking on it. Fuck.
1: Mm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually, uh, the the inspiration did not actually happen in Texas. I think it actually happened in a uh, in a state further to the east. I believe.
0: wasn't it Arkansas. Uh, or, I'm, or I'm thinking the the town that references. dreaded sundown.
2: Well, was another one. Here. Uh, I don't know. Um,
0: but I mean, it's it's like how many movies are based off the Zodiac killer and like just people's own tangents and theories.
2: Oh yeah. Well, even here in like Pennsylvania, there's this thing called the Mothman,
0: which um, that's West Virginia. I, th- I yeah. It, it was filmed. The movie was filmed to... in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I know um, it's
2: like the two states real close, so whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, there's the Mothman, which um, probably doesn't quite exist the way they say it does, but like it's like um, like I've I've heard people who are really into that really believe it. and They've supposedly seen it, so it's like um, yeah, it's like of course there's gonna be a movie about it, which um, it's always interesting is seeing somebody's take on it, and like you don't know, know what's real. There's what's there's made.
0: actually a Mothman monument and statue in in West Virginia. I can't remember exactly where, um, but I mean, Mothman was supposedly this premonition that came to people to warn them of something terrible happening. Um, and it, it came to the one person to warn him that the, the one bridge was going to collapse. And, um, a lot of people truly believe that the Mothman was in and around this, this certain stretch of road trying to warn travelers that, hey, this, this is not safe, you know, something bad's gonna happen. um, a lot of people have reported seeing the Mothman right before crashing their car, like things like that.
1: Hmm. Uh, so like, uh, now that you talk about the Mothman, uh, so was, when would, when was like the very first, like real, like documented case of somebody reporting the Mothman?
0: I want to uh, say it was have... the forties or the fifties.
1: Yeah. It was around for a long time, I think. Hmm. Yeah, Cause I've, I've only ever, I've only ever heard of it once or twice. I've, I've like I've read into like the, the Mothman Prophecies. I've never actually seen, never actually seen anything about the. Mothman I was gonna say there's before. there's
0: a movie starring Richard Gere, the Mothman Prophecies. You you've never seen Mothman Prophecies with with the American Jigolo?
1: No, nah, I just I never really got into it because I mean it never it never really interested me honestly. But I mean now that you guys say something about it and they have talked about it, I'm kind of I'm kind of wanting to watch it. I might watch it tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> it was actually part of it was filmed at the uh, the hospital where I used to work at.
1: Oh really?
0: Yeah. It's
2: definitely hm. cool.
0: But uh, but yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of things like that. I mean um and not so many that have been like, turned into movies around this area. Uh, but one of the big urban legends around the Pittsburgh area is uh, Green Man's Tunnel. Um, where there's this this tunnel where some guy got electrocuted or something. Um, and because he was electrocuted, he turned green. But supposedly, if you if you take your car there, um, it, when you get halfway through the tunnel, your car will shut off and it won't start back up. And then when you know at, when your car finally does start up, you know in front of your headlights will be the Green Man.
2: Well, that's awfully nice, Kermit. The Frog comes and helps you with your car. You know, that's that's a nice urban legend.
0: <laughs> there's, there's another cool one about that, you know, 13 bends, which would actually be a pretty cool horror movie. Um, I think because it's about an orphanage that burned down and to get there, you have to take these 13 specific bends along this road. And, um, of course you can only take 12 bends cause the 13th bend is blocked off by a guardrail that leads down to the property where the orphanage used to be. Um, and the children all burned to death. Um, And, again, one of the supposed things is if you put baby powder on the back of your car, when you leave, you'll have, like, children's handprints on the back of your car. Um, And I actually, I went to 13 Ben's one time, and I swear to you, um, when we pulled up to where, like, the gated-off place was, I looked across the street, and this, like, child just kind of materialized, rolled this ball across the yard of the house that was across the street. And then just disappeared, and I was like, "We we need to go like like now, hmm. like."
1: There's a there's a there's actually a very similar thing uh, here in Kansas. Um, it's actually from around where I grew up. Um, it's called Gravity Hill. Uh, what it is is it's a there's no real reason or like rhyme or reason behind it, and we there, I don't think it's I think it's pretty recent. Uh, but if you actually go down to Gravity Hill, it's kind of a valley where you park you park your car and you put it like you actually put it in neutral then all of a sudden your car will actually go backwards up the hill
0: that's pretty yeah, sweet that's
1: really awesome uh, yeah it's actually kind of creepy i've actually experienced it and I've, one of the things that happens is if you get out if you're it same thing if your car is really dusty or you actually make it dusty you actually see handprints on the front of your car
0: you know i'm that that sounds really familiar like the whole car going backwards up a hill like
1: I think
2: California
1: is something similar to that. Yeah, I've definitely
0: heard that before.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that. I did a little research on it, and there is one in California. I don't remember exactly where it is. There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple in upstate New York, but a lot of it is the science behind it. It's supposedly it's a gravitational field. It's supposedly a strange gravitational field or a magnetic field. Either one, they're pretty similar, but besides different uh, different properties of science, I guess. But this... um, it's just it's just it's just because your cars weight, I guess. How mag-
0: How do magnets work? They're pieces <laughs> of the earth that still have gravity.
1: Magnets. <laughs> how do those even work? Yeah, I mean I'm like I love I love hearing about different urban legends from other places and definitely uh definitely those are going to make it into our or road trip section when we actually get up to our, around you guys' area. So
0: Yeah, uh, there's one place you really have to visit um is the Pittsburgh Playhouse? There's there's probably a dozen or more ghost stories that revolve just around the Pittsburgh Playhouse. Um, between a bride that killed herself, an actor that died, um, a patron that still comes there. Um, my my brother Stephen once did a um a film project there in high school, and you know it was after hours. Him and his his group went there. They knocked on the door. Nobody answered. Um, so they went to leave, and as soon as they turned around to leave, the door opened, and, you know, this guy let them in and, and gave them a tour of the place. Well, a- according to him, they went back, like, a couple days later and was like, hey, we were here on this night. We just want to, you know, give an extra—we we, want to thank the guy that let us through, and they were like, what are you talking about? Like, we were closed that night. There was nobody here. Like, you guys couldn't have come through here. Like—
2: well, here's a question overall. Like, what would you guys consider to be an urban legend? Like, how how far does that have to pass by? Like, how many is there a t- amount of time that has to go by, or how many people have to hear about it, or is it just like a group of people? Like, I feel like um, it's a very vague term between like urban legend, I guess, and um, just kind of a just a story, just a story. yeah. So I'm like wondering, like, what what would you um, consider um, Dakota? Like, I have, like the your definition of that. Urban legend.
1: Hmm. Okay, so an urban legend. Uh, defining an urban legend in my terms would be something that's that's reached a reached a uh, status with that's well renowned that makes it a legend. And the reason they're called urban is because it's a location. So if you put them together, it's a it's a loca- it's a location. It's a story that it's in a location that's reached a certain amount of fame. While you have myths, you have urban myths, which are different which are local which are localities that have a like some sort of creature or have some sort of different it's not as it's not as prominent as a legend obviously and then you just have then you just have local stories like the mothman uh, thing in pennsylvania or uh, west virginia or wherever it's located that is a that would be considered an urban legend because it's reached such a it's reached such a uh, popularity definitely
2: that's a, that sounds about right um yeah it's, i'd say actually the- Probably the most infamous one. Like, I don't know. If, I guess it kind of goes into legend um, mode. But it would probably be just because, since we're talking about film, would be Dracula, like drag, drag um, the, Vlad the Impaler, and just how that one kind of just now everybody knows that story. So I guess that's an urban legend. It's just a legend. But and isn't isn't it, it started out as like um, an urban thing and then it evolved and. We're seeing that now with more films like things kind of becoming more legendary over over urban leg, legend probably because of the um the uh, like people moving around to different places and spreading things and the internet I definitely think helps as well so it's um it's kind of interesting how like the whole concept of urban legend is like kind of almost going into, um, legend, um, area if it's, like, a well-told enough story or well-made enough film.
0: Now, I, I believe I read or saw somewhere at one point, and I could be wrong here, but that Bram Stoker's Dracula was actually not based on Vlad the Impaler, but on another monarch from the same area.
2: I mean, that was, um, I mean, I know Vlad the Impaler was actually put into a, um, castle in transylvania so it's loosely based off of it if anything so i mean just the idea of it is um
0: but also the, the with you saying about the internet what has really like become like the biggest urban legend i think of our generation um and the current generation growing up is i i i hate saying this but it is slender man slender man is yeah. the biggest urban legend of like today
1: I was going to mention that uh, creepypasta has done a really good job in creating its own urban legends. People people have created their own urban legends now because they start off as stories. Obviously, everything starts off somewhere. Right. So it started off it started off on the internet and it's become this cult phenomenon. I mean, I I, I go to a hot topic and I see Slenderman shirts. I'm like, right. what the hell? I but, hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most annoying thing I've ever seen. I hate the idea of Slenderman. It's like what. It's just—it's just a faceless guy with tentacles and arms. I mean, it—it it, kind of reminds me of you know what you guys remember Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like—it's like that dude. What's what is his name? The guy with the—he wears like the suit and he talks all refined and he's got the tentacles coming out of his back. I know who you're talking. I about. I can't remember. Like...
0: See, yeah, it, it makes cool. me think of um. D- did you ever see the um, the the cartoon on Newgrounds way back in the day? Um, called Salad, salad Fingers. I, uh, I like rusty spoons. I like rusty spoons. Like, the way it feels the like, he looks like what Slenderman would look like, I think.
2: He looks like one of those, um, like a mannequin. He's one of those uh, creatures from Doctor Who who came to life. But I actually, I actually liked Slenderman just because I liked the way it was in just an internet thing. It was, um, you know, a few people found these videos that were some of them were well-made, and then it kind of went too big, and then, like, I hate seeing, like, in Hot Topic how, like, it's just... It's like, no, I felt like the internet owned that, and it was fun, and then, like, it just got ruined. Like, it was always kind of dumb, but, like, it was fun dumb. It's like, it could oh, be worse.
0: Okay, I, I also have to mention, with with internet and creepy stuff and urban legends and video, the fucking clowns. Like, the clowns that just seemingly appeared out of nowhere around election time and then suddenly disappeared after the election
1: well those are some of them turned out to be real but yeah we actually talked about that on the on our show on uh black hat shadow and mentioned like i i was actually i actually saw some um uh, this uh like my fiance is laying right here so it's probably gonna freak her out but she doesn't like clowns but <laughs> we we were actually it was on halloween we were actually just driving at halloween and there's a, there's a uh, because we were headed home, we live. We only live like five minutes away from uh, from my in laws. Uh, right now, we're actually living with them. But uh, we were at their place, and there's a graveyard up the road from here. Well, uh, we were we were going past the graveyard, and all of a sudden, I see somebody in this graveyard, and I rolled up my window and I look. It's a clown. So I go take my fiance back to her parents' house. I grab my machete. I grab <laughs> I grab my knife. Grab my because this is what I was a secure. I had like I had a whole bunch of security guard and stuff. So I put on my duty belt. I had my baton, I had my flashlight, and I was gonna go kill me a clown because I <laughs> hate too.
2: It's clown but,
1: season. <laughs> yeah, but um, have you guys ever seen Clown by Eli Roth? No. I didn't know he made a movie about clowns, but
0: um you, but I've you said Eli movie. Roth so I'm instantly like turned off of the idea.
1: Well I'm curious what happened about was, this one. What happened was it actually started off as a it started off as a prank. The guys that actually wrote it were just they were just a bunch of college kids that wrote this script and they Wanted it to be they wanted it to be made so they thought of they thought of this idea of putting Eli Roth's name on it and it blew up it became huge but it wasn't even a project yet they just, all they had was art for it and they had the idea and they had a script and then eventually E-R- Eli Roth caught onto it and he was like hey this isn't nothing has this has nothing to do with me I don't I don't know why people are saying this oh it's now I'm more
0: interested in it now
1: <laughs> so eventually, <laughs> so eventually he actually picked it up and they made the movie. And it's really good. I was surprised. I, uh, I, felt, I felt really uneasy just because the clown, it was more or less the guy put on a clown suit and was possessed. So it was like – it was cheesy. So it's something that you guys might really like because it is kind of a B-movie. But it got it, – it does hit, it does hit some, some key factors of horror just because it, do, it does make you feel uncomfortable, and it really does convey a, convey a certain level of fear for those people that are afraid of clowns.
0: Oh, if, if I want to watch a Killer Clown movie, I will probably just pop in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I hate that film. I love that movie. It's so dumb. It's like, so hilarious. It's so boring. Clowns and, you know, what are you going to do? Knock my block so, off and flying Killer Popcorn. I and it's
2: so boring. Like, I hated the characters. Well, and, maybe you know, I'm thinking sometimes, of another movie.
1: The sometimes, sometimes the cheesy Killer Clown thing is awesome. Speaking of clowns, are you guys excited for the remake of It? I have mixed feelings. It does look cool, but,
2: and from what I've heard of it, it's, like, um, a pretty good adaptation. It's not just, you know, half of it, the kids, and half of it, the, them being adults, and, you know, doing adult things, so I kind of like that. I've but, I've never
0: seen the original It, and I have no intention of seeing It, I will definitely it or see, the new one. Yeah,
2: I will definitely see the new one, but it does kind of... Kill me inside that Tim Curry will not be in it. And I, I hope he makes like a random um, appearance that no one knows about.
0: I mean I probably have seen most of it, like uh, in yeah. bits and pieces, like throughout the years on TV, but I've never like actually sat and watched it.
2: Well, everything floats.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's asthma. Enjoyable. It's an enjoyable movie for me, just because I'm a big Stephen King fan. I like I he he influences a lot of my writings myself. Ooh. Um but something I something I really find it, uh, really creepy about Stephen King is a lot of his stories involve children in uncomfortable situations. I, I, yeah. I just, this is one of my conspiracy theories here, guys. I think Stephen King has some sort of like youth fetish.
2: I can definitely see yeah. that, like especially when you consider the original It and the um, running a train scene and uh, several other things. Even in um. Uh, cause he wrote the book version of a uh, Stand by Me. There's some weird scenes in that too. Like... Now,
0: now speaking of Stephen King and we're talking about urban legends and lore and stuff here. I heard this urban legend, this this myth or whatever, that no one has actually ever finished oh, a Stephen think... King novel.
2: Oh, that was my conspiracy theory. That uh,
0: <laughs> that everybody that thinks they've ever actually finished a Stephen King novel has only ever just seen the movie and they think they finished the book, but no one can get through a book.
2: Yeah, the cons- the conspiracy I, ma- I made once was that every Stephen King book is just written over and over again. Um, no, um, what is it? Uh, all all um, work and no play makes Jack dull boy. So you get really tired reading it. Then you go home because there's like some kind of a subliminal message that makes you watch a Stephen King movie. So you're like, oh yeah, that was a great book, you know. <laughs> and then it's like he's this, this this director who like tricks everybody into thinking he's a great writer too. That is my conspiracy theory that I'm now starting.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, the one, the one issue I have with Stephen King is the fact that a lot of his stuff is repetitive. It's got a lot of repetitive tropes in it, uh, like uh, between uh, between Christine and uh, let's see, uh,
0: Cujo, Cell, uh, Thinner.
1: Yes. Let's go with Cell. It's it's almost predictable. Like, the only ones – the only books I was not able to predict were the Dark Tower books. I was not able to predict anything about the Dark Tower. I was like, what is going on with me if I can't predict a novel?
2: Yeah, it's like you feel weird. It's like, wow, this is actually interesting, well-crafted. well, well crafted. Like, yeah, um, I, yeah,
0: I was I was really surprised. I read a novel once, and uh, it was like the, – the book was like 400-something pages long and they killed off the main character on, like, page 251. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on now? What are it's we going like, to do?
2: Well, it's like Psycho, where they kill off the main character before the first half of the film. It's like, like <laughs> what the
1: heck? That sounds like Game of Thrones, actually. <laughs> main characters drop off like flies.
0: No, that's just George R.R. Martin going like, look, nobody's safe, Ah, die.
1: <laughs> I think I think he's trying to predict the future, though. So <laughs>
0: He's going to predict the future of the show.
1: I don't know. I think he's predicting the future right now, you know. A lot of people are dropping off the map right now now that are important. I can see it's well, important immediately, so some of them Like uh, like uh, do you guys follow music any at all? Nope. I mean, um a little bit, yeah. I uh Chris Cornell, the um, music yeah. recently passed away. Yeah, he he yeah. was kind of, he was kind of an idol of mine. So I was like I was like, no I always <laughs>
2: Actually, it wasn't until you mentioned that, like, because I was listening to um, actually some of his music last night with my wife. I'm like, you know, I heard that Chris Cornell died, but did that really happen, or have I just been listening to a lot of his music and I think somebody else died? But like, now I'm sad again.
0: Well, and it's one of those things too, where it's 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 strange when a musician dies, like how his status suddenly changes. To where Chris Cornell was not a name that I heard very often, um, but. Like, as soon as he died, everyone goes, oh, yeah, he was just as great as um, the guy from Nirvana. I'm
2: um, mm. I, Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's
0: Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, he's just as great as Kurt Cobain. Now, Kurt Cobain is a name that I hear all the time. Like, I never used to hear Chris Cornell's name, but now that he's dead, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's just as great as, you know, these other musicians. Well, then why was he never mentioned as much? Like, if he's still alive and still making music as, as he was for a long time after, why was he not more publicized or anything else than these musicians that were dead?
2: Well, they've kind of become urban legends themselves. Like, let's say... Um, like Slash. Slash yeah. doesn't exist. He's
0: just a guy in a top hat.
2: <laughs> your parents dress up as Slash for your birthday Play, play at your birthday
0: party. there's all kinds of different mall slashes you're not the real slash
1: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> sad, but I, same thing with actors well uh, actors end up uh, actors end up getting elevated to a certain level too like uh i have a feel like actors like sam elliott and um let's see uh let's go with brad pitt um heath ledger actors that you know, like name brand, like name brand actors, and then all of a sudden this, like, low, like, really low-level actor dies, and everyone's like, oh, I remember him, I know him, so, like, yeah, I'll be really torn up when Rob Riggle dies, you know, because he's always, you know, he's... He's he's that tough
0: guy in Feast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, So, I mean, like, the guys that, the characters that you, like, let's say this, like, actors that play characters, like Johnny Depp, I mean, he's he's played so many different characters that it's hard to see him as himself. So
0: I don't know. I just died. I watch a movie and 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 he's 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 Captain Jack Sparrow every time. He's just some foppish idiot anymore, and I hate it.
2: You've, you've never seen a uh, Fear and loathing in Las Vegas, have you? Yes, I have. Well, he definitely wasn't um Cap- Captain Jack, in that Th- that
0: was before pirates, though. Yeah,
2: but what I mean is, you, you didn't say before or after. He, he was completely different than that one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that there's no way that he was not on drugs for that movie.
2: Oh yeah, like, that's a urban legend in itself. In a way, it's like was he on drugs? Was he like like everyone like you'll always hear like some some actor was like on some substance or even like creators. It's like oh yeah, they wrote this like while they were on drugs and everything. It's like is it true? Probably not. But now you now everybody believes it. So it's kind of like um, one thing I always remember is um. Vincent Van Gogh, like he um supposedly <laughs> cut off his ear to give to his um fiance or whatever. Turns out that's not true. He was just psychotic, got into a fight with his roommate, cut his ear off and gave it to a prostitute.
1: <laughs> so like it's like completely different from what I believed. You know actually the the reason why the the main reason why he actually cut off his ear he actually had schizophrenia. That was it, so I mean something. Yeah, and he he was trying to make the voices stop. Yeah, that's that, that would work. Yeah, Vincent, yeah. do that. Cut off oh, your ear.
2: He got he like had an argument with his roommate that set off like a schizophrenic episode. He was like, so he kind of cut it off and then he just gave it to some random hooker. And it's like, oh, well, cool, man. Like, I mean, still only me 50 bucks, but let, let me frame
0: this and put it on my wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, I think something at this point like, I think at that point where where some where an actor or a musician reaches a certain level of uh, certain level of fame, those are the ones that you that you're torn up of seeing dying. But it's the ones that you never hear of that when they die, they become urban legends, which is really opposite from like from like actual like horror like horror related stuff or like let's say let's go with the Wendigo. Like a Wendigo is like it's a it's a spirit, and it's been they there's been sightings of Wendigos since the like, I don't know. I mean, as far far back as Native American. I would say War it was Go, a Native
0: American thing from the from the far north.
1: I was thinking skinwalkers. Yeah, skinwalkers are skinwalkers are cool, but uh, Wendigos I think are cooler just because, just because the level of ferocity that they have, and compared to a skinwalker.
2: Makes sense, yeah.
0: And a Wendigo is more of a a, a spiritual or a, um, a, a spiritual monster, as opposed to a skinwalker, which is a physical creature that changes shape and form.
2: And there's, like, yeah. talpas, which are just, um... Like, imaginary creatures brought to life or something like that. I,
0: oh, you said talpas, I thought you meant, like, tall people. Like, nope. like no, Paul, those exist. <laughs> yeah.
2: and there's something yeah. called tulpas, where um, I was reading on it on Reddit, and basically, um... Like, they have all these, like, formulas of how to summon a tulpa, and right next to how to summon a succubus which is always a fun thing to read yeah, yeah there's uh, some interesting forums on i read it
1: yeah that's that's definitely someone a succubus that's a great idea i don't <laughs> think we i think i don't think we learned anything from knights of badassdom yeah
0: <laughs> it's on my list to watch
1: oh my god that movie peter dinklage all known in that movie is epic and then uh What's his name? What's his guy? What's the name of the. Uh, of the That because Peter Dinklage and then uh, the weird wizard dude forgot his name. God, I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> I think that like, at, is- like was- was in it the morning, was it? <laughs> S- <laughs> isn't
0: is Steve Zahn in that movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. OK, he's awesome. Yeah. He's the- yeah, he's the crazy, crazy friend who's a uh, thinks he's a wizard. But um, no, uh. The tulpa thing—I um, was going to mention that when you were talking about the Mothman, a lot of a lot of people like when they talk about like the urban legends, they don't realize that eventually, like, the more you talk about something, like this, we talk about in our show, we talk a lot about like negative energy, and a tulpa is created from negative energy. So when a tolpa is created, it's not just because it's summoned; so it's because of so much, like the story becoming so popular that it just comes into being and it doesn't understand why it's there so it just follows its stereotype
2: it's kind of exists because it was um it was kind of almost willed into existence accidentally kind of
1: yeah and it's, it's like the physical manifestation it's the physical manifestation of a green lantern ring
2: there you go that, that's probably the best description of a tulpa I've ever heard <laughs> yeah. well, if,
0: if, if a tulpa is negative energy then it would be a black lantern ring
1: shut up Corey <laughs> what well, yeah yeah I guess but they mean, they black lanterns focus mainly on death I mean I figure it would be like the uh orange lantern is greed yellow lanterns fear and then red lanterns anger so it'd probably be a combination of the red and yellow so it'd be it and that'd be orange
0: um I, don't, I, know I, forget, I forget what the blue lantern is I
2: know pink uh, kryptonite makes superman gay that's all I know <laughs>
0: And Batman once had a rainbow suit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I think the Blue Lanterns are compassion.
0: I was gonna say yeah. I thought they were like love or something. Yeah,
1: the yeah, pink, li- yeah, the, the Star Sapphires are uh are love. I don't okay. Any of, of that, like
0: yeah, there's. The, there's i more of a
1: Batman guy. So. Well, like, I'm a comic booker If you can't tell, I got Thor's hammer on my chest. Sweet. Yeah,
0: I've got one of my Marvel shirts on today. It's got my no good shirt yeah <laughs> um, no i read i read the whole blackest night series so that's the only reason i know about like all the different lanterns
1: blackest night is actually my favorite it's one of my favorite green lantern like comic series um, does that exist in the new 52 universe
0: i have no idea
2: if it came out after 1982 then i believe that's no way no, i'm thinking of uh, I'm, the, new, I'm thinking of silver age and no the new 52, 52
0: was like early 2000s <laughs>
1: I'm going to stop it pretending was, I know what I'm talking about. It was like 2005. It was 2005 to about here recently like 2013.
0: Then yes, because I believe Blackest Night was the 2006 Giant Crossover series.
1: Yeah. So um No, no, no. Oh, it was
0: it, was it was it was when I it was when we when I was in college, so it would have been like 2009,
1: 2010. Okay. So uh Something about those tulpas. Uh, do you guys watch Supernatural at all? No. I saw the
2: first two episodes. Um, I hated the first one just because I I didn't like the introduction where it seemed like the dialogue was really forced, but second episode seemed like it was a lot better, but then um, I got into Doctor Who and it ruined uh, I, my life.
0: I've seen like three or four episodes and my brother keeps bugging me to watch the entire series, yeah. and I just I don't have any kind of sexual fascination with the characters, like like ninety five percent of the people that watch the show, so
1: yeah i i have a i have a sexual fascination with only two characters, and that's Charlie. She's like in the later season, and and then there was another one. Like I know, like some of your fans that probably watch Supernatural are gonna be like, how could you have a? Well, you know, you guys know who Felicia Day is, right? Yeah, yeah. What man in his right mind? Would not have a sexual fantasy about Felicia Day, and holy shit! I'm watching. I'm my fiance sitting across the room, and I'm watching her belly bounce. The baby is like moving across her belly, and it's really creepy. <laughs> She's just
0: the the, be- the the baby is disapproving. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, have, you, have you ever seen Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog? Because that that can turn you off of, to anybody who was involved in that movie. So it's a much. fucking terrible movie.
2: You've got like this. It's it's, it's just like the <laughs> lemonade in. um... In slider Farm. Oh, and
0: you and you don't just hate a movie just to hate it like fucking Feast.
2: That, that's different. I hate the I hate the guy who made it. He's a dick. But anyways, we've, we've deviated from urban legends a little bit. So.
0: Well, there is an urban legend surrounding <laughs> well, Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog. It it's an urban legend that all the people in that are good actors and actresses, and that they are. Like, then what the hell and, and that what the hell's his name is a good writer.
2: He is a good writer. He made Firefly. Firefly is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. But uh, <laughs> Felicia Day is an urban legend in her, in her own right. I mean, come on, she cosplays. She's a she's the like the sexiest nerd ever. But yeah. Uh, but I was gonna mention uh, the tulpas that are actually in Supernatural uh, are bullshit. Total bullshit, and a lot of like what we see anymore with lore with Tolpas like on Wikipedia. Uh, and you mentioned on Reddit. There's
2: a whole R Tulpa thing on Reddit. I shouldn't know that, but there is.
1: Yeah, but um I I like to think that uh because of because of negative energy that anything's possible. Like uh, like places that are like let's say uh, uh Columbine, uh, Sandy Hook and um the Oklahoma City bombing. If you actually were to lay a map, take a map and lay and actually take like a take a ruler and trace from those areas and like where they're actually located, everything on that line straight from there has some sort of supernatural presence. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Ley lines. Exactly. That's actually something I've, I've really started to get into here recently with studying ley lines. And I'm like. It blows my mind that some of these, that it's so possible. Um, Is it, is
0: it, is it 26 ley lines? Is that how, I can't remember. There's a certain number of them.
1: There, I think there's like a, I think there's over, there's a lot of ley lines. I know there's more than, but it's, there has to be a certain number of ley lines for something to be possible. Okay. uh, But there is a, uh, there's a map on my horror amino if you guys actually were to ever see it. Uh, that actually shows uh, it's a pentagram all over the entire world, and they said that if, if it when it's finished, supposedly that is the true sign of the apocalypse when the when the reverse pentagram is completed.
2: Well, at least they give us give us a good
1: warning, so that was nice of them. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's another one of my conspiracy theories, guys. Uh, the world will end when the ley lines are completed. So.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh, we're talking about tulpas and negative energy. Is there like an opposite creature one one that's created of positive energy?
2: And you feel pretty positive if you fight a succubus. So, I mean, maybe <laughs> at least for a while until it like kills you. <laughs> but till then, you know, you're you're feeling you're letting out some positive energy.
1: Um, there there is some lore out there surrounding that. I don't do a lot of research into it just because it's not possible. The world is so negative that the only way for it to actually happen for there's so much positive energy to happen, we would create a dystopian society and we would all die. So See
0: <laughs> so we we gotta get we gotta get back to the eighties and the, the we are the we are the world song with like all the celebrities so everybody like watches it and feels good and you know, hands across America and everybody holds hands and sings Kumbaya or some shit.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys well versed in demonology? A little n- bit yeah.
0: Not not particularly
1: Okay. So uh, so Lilith and Samael. Do you guys know who they are?
2: Lilith was the original was bride of or or out of Adam, wasn't she? Like the
1: original succubus or am I thinking of somebody else? Lilith was yeah, Lilith was the first creation for Adam that failed. And she became a succubus because of because of her just she was not perfect. She was not perfect, so she was cast out and she became a succubus and she became the queen of succubus or suck you by i guess and samael is her counterpart is her male demon counterpart and he's basically just a uh, more like a man I'm, i might be mixing up my demons here but he is supposedly a guardian of hell
2: okay yeah i never heard of that one but i knew i knew lilith is because um there's all there's a bunch of weird organizations like the order of lilith and daughters of Lilith the children of the children of Lilith and things like that and like um in, in a it's lot of an interesting uh, story.
0: In a lot of gothic culture it's you know that she's known as Lilith Immaculate.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, actually uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, uh, listened to one of our episodes, but I talk about I talk about like my makeup, like, uh, like my monster makeups I do. Um, I'm actually working on a design right now for Lilith and Samael. Oh that's really and cool. Yeah um my idea right now is since Lilith is supposed to be this this perfect being, uh, I'm making her I'm making her look um, like absolutely beautiful, and she's gonna be wearing a it's it's more it's gonna be like more western uh, western style medieval dress where it's long and flowy, but it parts it parts two ways down the down the side where it's well this let's go down the side, um, and it almost like the dress like where there's a just a cloth that goes right down the front. Right, like just you know easy access you know she's a succubus she's got to have easy access <laughs> and then uh, and then for Sam I L he's going to be he's not going to be wearing armor like some people would assume he's going to have a huge cane with a ju- with a green jewel on top and his dress is going to be it's going to be more it's going to be more like gentleman like a like a noble like a western noble type I
2: was hoping so, he'd be Sam Jackson <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, see, I I know this isn't right, but you keep saying Samuel, and I keep getting this picture in my head of Sam Sam Hane.
2: I keep thinking yeah, Sam, Sam- Jack.
1: Yeah, tragically <laughs> Sam- ended recently, and I haven't gotten over it. Yeah. Anyway. Sam Hane. Uh, Sam Hain's the spirit of Halloween. It's like ah. what they call the spirit of Halloween. There's a lot of there's a lot of different there's a lot of variations in the lore. Uh, it's hard. It's really not worth getting into because it's a lot of people, like, it, it pisses off a lot of people, especially the followers of Sam Hain,
0: uh, which, I,
1: are a, which are a real group. They, they're they crazy.
0: I just know that uh, the Ghostbusters once tangled with Sam Hain, you know, in the cartoon. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah.
2: well, even things like uh, Santa Claus and Easter Bunny, like, um, th- there are so many. It's about every culture has an own, their own version of it, so even though there's like the well-known like Western Santa Claus, each one is kind of their own urban legend. And it's just, um, it's amazing how that same concept, um, like basically transcended time and culture and everything. It's like, said in the beginning, like every culture has had their own urban legends. And it's amazing how many of them are similar. Like how many, how many cultures have a concept of dragons and things like that. So it's a state, says a lot about humankind and it says a lot about those legends in general, just how similar so many of them are.
0: And and speaking of Santa Claus, it's funny because, you know, today we've gotten this this notion, um, you know, popularized through the movies and stuff, that Krampus is like the evil version of Santa Claus. But yet, when you go around the world and look at everybody's rendition of Santa Claus, there are some of, like, actually St. Nicholas or Santa that are evil, and malevolent spirits. Like, as opposed, like, they're not, like, Santa and Krampus are still two different things in those cultures. It's not, those are opposite characters. It's, they're from different cultures, they're different characters, but Santa Claus is not always this, you know, jolly, like, happy, you know, bring joy person.
1: Yeah. And initially, Krampus was actually meant to be, he wasn't evil. He was, he was Saint Nicholas's companion. He was the one who punishes naughty children. He would take naughty children, throw them in a bag, and I think he would leave them in the middle of the forest. Yeah, that was one thing he would do. Or he would he would cane them. A... Yeah, or he would throw them in a pot and boil them.
2: Well, I mean, shouldn't be disrespecting Santa Claus,
1: right? That's his friend.
0: We well, shouldn't be well, shouldn't be disrespecting your parents, you know.
1: That's exactly what it was. It was a it was a story started by probably probably by the village elders. Saying, "Hey, you need to respect your elders. You're not nose kids, or you know, instead of getting cold, Krampus is gonna come grab you, stick you in a sack, and beat you with a cane."
2: That's hardcore. It's kind of like um, like stories about werewolves and things like that, where it's like because um, it was basically to tell kids don't go in the woods at night because you know you're gonna get eaten by something. It's like oh, so the whole werewolf thing came and like different like um stories from like different areas, like chains throughout the area, but a lot of it was like. Just telling kids like you know, don't wander away or you're you're gonna die. There's gonna be something out there. So yeah, the... but it's amazing how like those have like stayed with us in some way, and like a lot of them have become movies. And like now you'll know like the stories of like werewolves and stuff like that and vampires because of those stories from back in the day. It's very it's very interesting how how long these these legends that were or just like urban legends can stay alive and how much they can affect culture.
0: Well, and two, like, um, you know, my, my favorite story, which is, is very relevant with, with today's children um, and how they're brought up, is uh, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Because children today are really are taught to, like, lie and, and disrespect and um, not trust, um, especially, like, police. Like, a, lo- a lot of places around the, around the country and a lot of stuff we see in the news, like, children, are just, they're just taught that nowadays. And it's that, you know, that boy who cried wolf, you know, if you lie, if you lie, if you lie, eventually that lie is going to, you know, get you. Well,
2: it's more of a fable than like a um, than an urban legend. But yeah, I, I can kind of see that.
1: Yeah. And uh, like like we were saying, a lot of urban legends, they start off. It's just start off as little stories that weren't meant to be as big as they are. And I and we we're talking about like how the Internet's uh, the Internet started off like with, uh, with Slender Man. And with like you know Jack the Killer and uh, all those uh, all those cool like little stories
0: <laughs> Spring Hill Jack,
1: we... yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so now, now we have all these stories that were like old, and we talked about this on our podcast before. Was um, how all these old like all these old stories like vampires and werewolves they got so popular because of like, because of the introduction to cinema. And that's and this goes way back to the 1800s. Like I think the very first horror movie ever made was made in 18 like in the 1890s.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Thomas Edison's Frankenstein.
1: Ah, there was it was a silent movie actually. Oh, is
0: is this the beheading one?
1: Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact name of it. I was actually trying to think of what it would be, but what what happened? I think it was a. This uh, well. I, honestly but it was god man i'm i'm trying to look for
0: it here
1: i can't find it because
0: i know i i always say the thomas edison's frankenstein and someone always goes oh no there was that one where it was like someone getting their head chopped off which they really didn't chop somebody's head off but it was just yeah you know it it was like it was like 16 seconds or something like i just thought it was journey to
1: the moon yeah, Journey to the Moon was was actually really good, but I'm talking about like the very first like, very first horror movie, and it it, it wasn't it was silent movie, but it was very it was very short. But I don't think it was the one the 16 second one with the guy getting his head chopped off. I'm thinking it was it was about probably like 45 minutes long, and it was all it was all silent, but it was very very dark. It was a very dark film, like physically dark. It wasn't just because it was creepy, but I remember we talked about it and we mentioned that horror has gotten so, so big because of that, because, uh, because of, it keeps evolving. And it's kind of like we say all the time is like, horror is like beauty. It's in the, it's in the eye of the beholder. So with it being, with it changing and evolving, the internet has kind of accelerated that. Makes a lot of
2: sense. It's like, um, and it's funny cause horror films kind of, they keep up in their the, almost in a way the modern urban legend like you got guys like um freddie jason michael myers and things like that which we all no aren't real but yet they're everybody knows who they are and it's such a it's such a big part of our culture that it's just trying to keep up that that kind of there's something scary out there that you need to watch out for like you know don't, you know, fornicate at a camp called Crystal Lake, because, you know, you'll get killed by a guy with a machete, or, you know, just, like, the dangers of, um, of, like, psychopaths and things like that, and, um, even just, like, the, since we still, at this point, don't exactly know what dreams are, it's like, you know, Freddy Krueger, there could be a creature in your dreams and everything, it's like, we know consciously that those are just, like, stories, we know, that they're not real, but, it is, it does have a lot of elements of, um, what I think are the old urban legends and things like that, and I think that, It's a part of, since it's transcended, like, every culture and every time period, I do think it's something inherent in people that they, I don't know if it's that they want to believe in these things, but there's something kind of important to culture to believe in something that is kind of scary. Like, I think people, to a degree, like being scared sometimes, and I think that it kind of helps develop um, people. Like, I think if you live a life where you're never scared by anything, then you've kind of lived an unfulfilled life. And I think like urban legends originally started out, well, obviously to teach lessons, but partly because, you know, it does help you evolve and grow as a person. So I think that'll, that'll always kind of be something.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, I, I really, I can really appreciate the evolution of horror. Uh, uh, Something, something I, I, my thing is psychological. I really like things that really go deep into the psyche and just, you know, they mindfuck you. They literally will mind fuck you and make you brain dead if you watch them too many times. Oh yeah. Like like something uh, like most recently, um, I just watched I just watched the movie Split here recently. Um, definitely something definitely something that's interesting about it. It it is mostly psychological. Because the physical horror really isn't there. It's not I don't think it was meant to be scary, scary, but it's become such a it's become such a psychological thriller that it is scary because the premise of it is Humans can, if humans could use 100% of their brain, we don't know what is going on. We really don't know, like what could happen. Like the premise of the multiple personalities, and then all worshiping this this one this one personality as a deity, and becomes a super superhuman being. Well, that's actually um, I'm only going to say this because I, I actually
2: have a degree in psychology. That's actually an urban legend in and of itself of the. only using 100% of your brain, you actually do use 100% of your brains. It's only a certain percentage of it is used for um, cognitive thought and things like that. The rest of it is for breathing and stuff like that. And I'm sorry if I ruined that movie for you, but that's like, um, my my wife is a psych, is a uh, biologist too. So whenever that's mentioned, she goes, well, this part of your brain works here. I'm like, so all right.
1: Yeah, I understand. I mean, like that's, it's kind of why, it's kind of why it's kind of interesting to me. It's like seeing how other people take it. And like, yeah, I mean, studying psychology too you like i saw that i saw this different thing and there's always this there's always this little myth to say well you you do use 100 percent of your brain but you only use like one percent at a time i'm like if your brain is being used at 100 if your brain is being used as 100 percent, it's because you have to function your brain serves a purpose not exactly. just like it's not your medulla oblongata and then your primitive brain yeah it is a fun
2: concept though if like you can um I feel like a better way of doing this, which fiction never really touches on, is like, um, if your brain kind of like developed like almost like um a super tumor where like it gave you like more cognitive abilities. I think that would be more accurate. But I think like most stories like that kind of depend on the fact that most people don't really know these things, like um the urban legend that your blood is actually blue except when and when air touches it, which isn't true because otherwise you'd never be able to get an IV because it, it's not oxygenated and stuff like that. But I, I, I guess that's all kind of pre- predicated on like yeah. those concepts.
1: Yeah. Um, and well, touching on the touching on like that uh, thing about using a hundred percent of your brain, um, the movie Lucy. i heard of that. Okay. So In the movie, it's very similar to the same concept, but it's a drug that enhances your brain. Uh, What they did say is they said that, oh, it allows you to use 100% of your brain. What they missed on was if it's a drug that's increasing your mental capacity, kind of like the movie Limitless, if that's the case, it's increasing your brain's functionality. It's not letting you use 100% of your brain.
2: All
1: your brain is is doing Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, Limitless is a very popular TV show.
2: That's yeah, I Love uh, Lucy. Yeah. Vita me to Vegeman. I had to. I had
1: to. Oh boy. Time to go work uh, at a
0: chocolate factory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh my fiance would she loves I Love Lucy, so it's like like we have Hulu, so she like, Oh my god, it's on Hulu. I'm like Ugh.
2: Again.
0: <laughs> I've I've never seen an episode of I Love Lucy, however, I have seen the uh the Hitler version of it that was canceled, like before it ever finished airing, the first episode.
2: Did it star Charlie Chapman. Uh
0: No, no. Um, oh god, I, I, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, there's a uh, there's like a Hitler version of I Love Lucy. It was. Uh, uh, well,
2: it was yeah, it was made around that time period. So.
0: It was they they um they filmed I think like seven episodes of it. It's called it's called Hail Honey, I'm Home. <laughs> and they uh.
2: Now is that real or is s- that an urban legend? No, that's
0: real. Here's here the 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 full premiere episode is on YouTube uncut. It's 25 minutes long, um, but it, it it's a 1950s style sitcom with Hitler and um, uh what's her name?
2: Ava Braun.
0: Ava Braun, uh, living in this apartment complex, and their next door neighbor are these uh, annoy uh, this annoying Jewish couple, like <laughs> that always come in and like. Somebody thought this was a good concept, and it got greenlit. And actually, like the pilot episode aired on TV, and one of the executive te- one of the executives at the station, I don't know how it got to the point where it was on TV, but like somebody got the call in the middle of the premiere and said this show was canceled.
2: My God, Mr. Like, Weinstein can't stay focused. He needs to go to a camp where he can learn how to. How to concentrate <laughs>
0: Sorry,
1: I had to make that shit. Steve, you need to take a shower.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go af- after after you finish this episode. Go watch. Go watch. Hail, honey, I'm home.
1: Oh my god, that's, it's that's amazing. So I'm I'm gonna be making these jokes all day tomorrow.
2: Now, great. <laughs> You're know, like us. We have like um, very dark senses of humor, so it's like um, may offend most people, but you know,
1: shrug it off. Hey, hey, I mean, more people are too butthurt, anyways. Come on, laugh oh, yeah, a little bit. I agree. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> urban legends and the, urban legends are something that I think all people should look into and study a little bit, and they're really underappreciated. I just. I feel like they're really underappreciated and you know, a lot of people don't realize a lot of their favorite T V shows are inspired by some sort of urban legend. And it it pains me to see it pains me to see these people's faces like like when I try to when I try to explain it's like, yeah, you know that you know that show's based off of a off of an urban legend, right? From from blah blah blah, and they're like, What? No, it, no it's way. when you I'm
0: explain like, like the original Grim Brothers or Hans Christian Andersen version of Disney movies. Like like this is the original version of this.
1: i do that all the time i know my fiance hates it (laughs) she uh one time i was trying i was trying to explain to her the uh the my uh the little mermaid thing oh the original story like yeah how uh how like if she didn't if she didn't uh get the prince to fall in love with her she would turn into dust or something Yeah, yeah or like or the thing about like that she uh that she actually had her vocal cords ripped out. Oh yeah.
0: Or in Cinderella where, you know, the stepsisters like cut off their heel and their toe and the stepmother gets their eye her eyes pecked out by birds. Um and there's there's actually another version where apparently the stepsisters are cooked and sent to the to the stepmother in like a pie or some shit. I've heard like, that
2: one. Is that I know um the um actual first one of the first concepts of Jack Frost actually had to deal with something like that where like um the one girl was nice to her him but like the her stepsister was like a bitch and ended up getting like showing up in a coffin and it was like a play on words for because i guess the word closet and coffin and whatever the original language was were the same so one went up with one came back with a closet like full of these nice clothes then one came back in a casket so it was like um
1: very dark, very,
0: um, I think the moral of the story yeah. here is don't have stepsisters.
1: Yeah, apparently. You know? Yeah, you know, one of my favorite one of those stories the, is Mulan. Uh, it kind of, it takes a really dark turn after, uh... She
0: gets beheaded for impersonating a man.
1: There's one, That's one of them. Uh, one of the other ones is that she, uh... That when she comes back from the war, uh, she finds out that her father had died and that she had been sold to the emperor to be a concubine, so, instead of being a concubine, she kills herself. Well, well. So,
0: she dies nonetheless.
2: I don't remember that part of the movie, but, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Well, I guess it reminds me of, uh, in, um, the original, um, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, when she, when, um, she's talking to the Wolf, who's dressed as her grandmother. Like, she, like, um, and I only know, the, I don't know how true this is. I like, just you know it from the comic Sandman, but, um, He, like, um, says, like, what are you doing here, you filthy slut, or something like that, like, and he, like, like, degrades her and everything, and, like, she goes, Grandma, I brought you these cookies, it's like, and makes her strip down, like, take off all her clothes and starts, like, berating her.
0: Well, in in the original story, (laughs) um... The wolf actually like uses bits of grandma. Like grandma's dead, not yeah. just like in his stomach. She's she's full blown dead. Oh, you he mean, uses you mean
2: a, the the guy didn't cut her out and they just all happened to be he, okay. Um, he
0: he uses bits of her like um the the pull string for the bell cuz you know, people think doorbell today like you ring it. Well, back in the day there were doorbells, but it was it, it was a rope and you actually like rang the bell. Well, he replaced the rope with grandma's intestines. Um I can't remember the. Uh, there were two other things that he used Grandma's eye, uh, body parts for, um, but yeah, he like he like used Grandma's body parts to to do stuff around the house. So yeah, um, definitely not the uh, not the story that we know and love today.
1: You know, it's got it's got to change sometime, right? Pretty
0: much. Well, then there's like the original Aladdin story where you know it takes place in China, not Arabia. Like, first off, and then there's so many more things that are wrong with the Disney version, but that's what Disney does.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, they, like, they, they, they take legend, they take old stories, and they kind of make them for kids and everything. I mean, I, I don't think they're, they're doing anything wrong by doing that. It's, just,
0: you know, it's artistic licensing. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Yeah, and uh, I, think, I think something that a, lot of, that a lot of people really don't understand about it is... That Disney does not want Disney wants to recreate what we know and love. They wanna give they want to give it a different twist. They wanna put it in its own alternate time. They wanna put it in its own alternate like its own alternate reality. And they don't and they don't give a damn, obviously. Because because they still they still do it and it they make money off of it.
0: Well that's and, why and, they're redoing all their classics in live action now.
1: And yeah, they're reaching a better audience. They're reaching people like me who like to see that, like to see recreations, like uh, like the Alice, like the Alice in Wonderland movies. They had Alice in Wonderland, Alice in the Looking Glass. Both of them were really good. Both of them were really good reimaginings of class stories. Yeah,
0: you know, my favorite version of Alice in Wonderland is actually there was um, I think it was in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. There was a Sci Fi Channel original mini series called Alice. And um, I thought that was a really cool reimagining. Um, it was like a future dystopian, like, uh, it, like the the society had a lot more technology and stuff. It was it was it was it was interesting.
1: Yeah, and I uh, uh, I really uh, I really enjoy watching like reimaginings, like a uh, uh, Maleficent, the uh, Sleeping Beauty reimagining. That was really cool. I liked it. I like true the
0: love is a mother's love for her daughter.
1: Yeah. But then again but then again, I mean, that is true. I mean, people that have kids, like they understand it's like like me, I love I love my daughter. She is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And now I'm getting ready to have another little girl. I mean, like and so I mean as a parent you see that and I mean my my fiance, she's she hasn't even had our baby yet, but she is like uber protective already. <laughs> and she's still in the womb.
0: Uh, but but talking about reimaginings and Alice in Wonderland, have you ever seen the uh, I believe it's 1976 the 1976 uh, musical porno version of Alice in Wonderland?
1: A musical porno?
0: Yes. Because why not? Really? I mean. Because <laughs> you know, what 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 makes more sense than than Alice in Wonderland is a musical than than making it a porn as well? Yeah, 1970s. There's there's a porno musical version of Alice in Wonderland.
1: I don't know if I can picture. Alice as a getting railed. I really don't think I can imagine Alice getting railed <laughs> it, It's all about love.
0: By the caterpillar and the white rabbit and the, the Mad Hatter.
2: Oh my God. I just I just gagged. Oh, but Alan won't be in it.
0: Now see now here here you go though. Like now now your curiosity's flowing. You're gonna look this up.
1: Yeah, might as well right now. No, I'm not gonna look that up. I I, I that really that really just fucks with me horribly. <laughs> I found the
2: um original well, I don't know how original it is, like you notes know, from the um comic Sandman with um well, if anyone hasn't read Neil Gaiman, Neil um Gaiman's uh, Sandman you should. But anyways, um 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 she knocks at the door it says, Come in, my dear. I've brought you some bread bread and milk, grandmother. Have some yourself, darling. There is a meal and wine in the pantry. The little girl ate what was offered, and as she did, a little cat said, Slut, to eat the flesh and blood of your own grandmother. Then the wolf said, Undress and get into bed with me. Yeah, it was a little different from what I remember. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, he, he fed part of grandma to her. Yeah, yeah. that was one of the other things. That
1: was pretty yeah, that's a, that's a little weird, a little, little weird, little creepy uh yeah,
0: well, when you when you think about it though, uh, bread bread and water, bread and wine, um, Jesus Christ, Jesus, yeah, blood of yeah, bread, blood, blood of blood of Christ, uh, body of Christ, bread, water, wine, blood. It's uh, it wasn't uncommon for cultures to uh, to cannibalize apparently.
2: Well, I think it was uncommon considering they called her a slut and all that. Yeah, but, and no no one's there's curious cat, about. Like, I would say
0: no one's curious about the cat that can talk.
2: Well, I mean, there's a talking wolf tricking like tricking a little girl so it's kind of comic-like. i mean that's
0: believable but a cat cats don't talk they just go meow that's ridiculous give me food yeah. motherfucker
2: Meow, meow, meow. so just like one more topic with urban legends what about urban legends that are based off of less um less kind of supernatural stuff like um everyone knows about um like area 51 or has some uh, kind of idea of area 51 um uh, there's stuff like um, have, you ever, have you ever heard of the game Polybius? Polybius?
0: Oh, the the one that the government requisitioned.
2: Yes, yeah, supposedly there was a game made in the 1960s where it was um it it was a test to see like the effects of um some kind of artificially created um LSD type um effects on people, and it was put in arcades, but nobody can actually find an actual copy of it. Actually, it's funny. There's an episode of The Simpsons where um, Bart's in an arcade, and um, you can see in the background there's a game. There's an arcade called game called Polybius, and it's a property of the U.S. government. So um, there's all sorts of stuff like that. But like that, sometimes it it doesn't come into well, except for like Area Area 51, all that doesn't quite come into public consciousness as much. But it's interesting. Where even like um, nowadays, where oh Bart okay, yeah, quite as like um, superstitious. There will always be, like, there's something more to it. Like, even like, um, like, there's always, like, um, alien sightings, even for people who don't believe in, like, supernatural. because it takes a, um, a more of a scientific kind of thing. So I think there's something, even for those who don't, like, really believe in the supernatural stuff, there's something that I think everyone will believe, kind of, um, is more than just what we see. And I think that's, I'd like to think that's kind of part of being human. I don't know.
0: No, no, I just I have one more question. Um because you mentioned Polybius, which was part of the uh supposedly it was part of the MK Ultra study um by the CIA.
2: Which was a real study. There there are documents.
0: Well, and and that brings me to the point of what is the difference between a conspiracy and an urban legend?
2: Oh, uh,
1: that's a good question. Alright. Uh okay. Conspiracy theories can breed urban legends. Uh, um they are part with each other. Um, the conspiracy theory starts off as as a fact that gets construed. like say, uh, like right now we have uh, we have how some people see Hillary Clinton as a as a reptilian as a reptilian alien. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. The turn of the frogs game. I,
0: <laughs> I <laughs> know I, the reptilian <laughs> conspiracy where they came came to earth in the 1990s on asteroids and shit like
1: see I actually I actually tend to believe that. Uh, the reptilians uh yeah okay, so there's a you know like the theory of the uh the lizard people that live under live under the streets of new york
2: they totally do I, i'm from new york i can i can confirm it kind,
0: kind of all like all the ninja turtles kind of like kind of like chud <laughs> exactly
1: the cannibalistic
0: humanoid underground dwellers
1: so uh, what uh, a lot of the like, a lot of the theories that are going around right now um is that they actually are the reptilians they're the reptilian aliens that crash landed on earth Back in like probably uh, pre, it's obviously pre-colonial, but we don't know exactly when. And they started creating their own their own underground civilizations because they had to. And as they're coming up, they're coming up from underground to influence our society because they finally figured out how to do it by it, by taking over the bodies of idiots. So,
0: <laughs> I, I believe all- the the underground lizard people you're referring to are Silurians. They're uh, they're in Doctor Who. Uh, Madam Vastra is one of them.
1: Got yeah. it. yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not as, I, I don't really like pay attention to Dr. Who as much as I should because my, my dad was like crazy for it when he was growing up. So, <laughs> but, uh, another thing that I really like to talk about with the conspiracy theories, and how they breed urban legends is, um, uh, area 51 itself. Uh, it started out, it's obviously a real place. Uh, Obama actually disclosed the, uh, information about area 51 saying, Hey, here recently, this stuff is like, it's really here, but I'm talking like, even like 95, I think it was 95. Cause it was, it was Bill Clinton who actually said that, okay, I can't tell you everything, but there is, there is a base that is in the desert that we do have. That is none of your business. That's there. And I think that's exactly how he said it too. It's none of your business that's there. But um, uh, so, Area Fifty One, the the real legend started kind of back in like the fifties. Like, like where started, saying, hey, I just drove past. I just drove through the desert, and these fences going up around around this part of the desert. And people started going out there, and they started seeing they started seeing government contractors go in and out of this gate, and they started trying to find ways to see over this over this fence and get around the military the military personnel that were there. And so then. Obviously, after the Roswell crash, supposedly there's spaceship parts. Um, there's alien bodies being kept in Area 51, which me be I, I used to be in the military, so um, knowing knowing that uh, there is something – there are bases that are that are around here, are in the United States that are disclosed that aren't disclosed for the location and what's there. You can ins- you can assume that the government is hiding something, and it is true the government is hiding something they always hide something from everybody particularly that they are all made up of reptilian aliens but uh, (laughs) of course (laughs) but then you start to draw the line at fact and fiction where it's like is it is it really possible that we have this technology this laser technology we do we obviously have cutting uh laser technology where did they come where did the guy come up with the idea for it interesting I feel like with
2: conspiracy theories, there has to be like some kind of cover up. Like, um, obviously, conspiracy like um, it's um, a group of people like conspiring to do something. But I think with like conspiracy theories, it's like a big cover up of like something bigger going on behind the surface, and it only stops being a conspiracy when like um, when it's proven true. So it's um, I think like that one requires more of um, more of like a consensus of people like that are actively like kind of. Um, trying to um, trying to mislead people. Whereas like an Urban Legend is like there's something in the woods. I don't know what it is but you know, here's my thoughts and somebody else sees something like and they, they'll kind of correlate their they'll kind of come either come back with the same story or a similar story and then like it'll change over time and things like that.
0: I, th- I think a conspiracy theory is uh, is generally defined as anything that comes out of the mouth of Jesse the Body Ventura. I think Alex uh, films, <laughs> but <laughs> um no, but like my 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 favorite one which I I guess still hasn't been like disclosed is uh why there's so much underground at the uh the Denver Airport. There's a uh, a lot of underground um rooms and uh space that is just there. I mean, it was it was built and nobody knows what it's for or why it's there. It's supposedly for a for the New World Order to retreat to when, uh, when the world is ending or, or something like that. But, because when the Denver Airport moved, unlike most places where when you move from one, most airports when you move from one place to another, you expand and you have more runways and things. They actually went to a piece of land that was smaller, but like all this stuff was done underground before building the actual airport. So, the airport is a cover-up for this big something.
1: Interesting. Yeah. One of my favorite conspiracy theories is what really happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, supposedly he might be buried, I think it was, giants, it was a giant stadium that he's buried under. Is, is that something the one that, like that the, yeah. the
0: Mythbusters went to with one of those ground scanners, actually? Yeah, and
2: I uh, think They really say an episode on that. That's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it's like, things uh i like i like the gangster i like the whole gangster conspiracy theories that uh the al capone actually had a body double that's the one that actually went to that actually went to jail there you go uh, and then uh there was one that was uh that uh that dillinger that dillinger never really was killed that dillinger it was dillinger's brother that was he had a twin brother that was never that was never brought out to them no, that he never was around he was just he was hiding the entire time and that dillinger knew his life was getting ready to come to an end because he knew he was being targeted so Seems he obviously convenient. had his twin brother go out yeah exactly right it's like <laughs> hey you you go go hang out with my wife
0: so paul, paul do you have a favorite conspiracy theory
1: i, I in general I, I love
2: conspiracies i love um i've mentioned a little bit but like the whole um I guess there's some chemical that's turning the frogs gay somewhere. Like, there's this great clip of Alex Jones on, on the internet just going, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. It's, like, it's the funniest <laughs> thing on the planet.
1: Uh, there's a, uh, do you guys know anything about the Black Knight satellite? No. With what satellite? The Black Knight satellite.
2: I actually do not, but that sounds interesting.
1: Uh, the Black Knight satellite is supposedly an alien, it's like an alien being, like, right? it's like, I guess, you know what the scientific definition of a satellite is, right?
2: It's, um, supposed to...
0: Anything that orbits a planet. It's of a specific size.
2: I satellite was something that, like, takes in a certain, um, um, like, not UV rays, but, like, um, um, certain, uh, like, radiation, or, no, no, I'm, I'm trying to
1: think of the right word, but...
2: Um, anyways, I'm just going to go with I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, like he said, the actual definition of a satellite is anything of a certain size that, was, that, revolve, that revolves around a planet or anything anything of a mass, any kind of mass. So the Black Knight satellite, we don't really know what it is, but the theory is that it is actually a probe. It only shows up in our atmosphere every so often, and it always shows up – it always shows up – Hubble – the Hubble telescope always ends up going to the right – right area and they always point it right down at earth to actually see it and there's you can actually see it with a with your own with your own telescope it is completely possible to see it it'll only look as like probably about the size of a uh, probably probably the size of a little pin refill for like one of those like really fancy fancy pins um but it has a definite shape and it looks like a knife and nobody understand nobody can understand what it is but um if you guys actually uh uh it's on and uh, it's like national radio like, at night. Um, uh, Clive Lewis. I've heard of him. For, yeah. Uh, yeah, he talks about it all the time on his show. And a lot of the stuff I actually get, I get a lot of my stuff from him because I subscribe to Ground Zero, the, pod, the Ground Zero podcast, and also listen oh. to it. Like, like R- when I'm coming home from when I'm coming home from my D&D games, I always listen to him. I'll, so.
0: I'll actually it'll it'll probably be on tonight when I'm going home because um, it's on right before Coast to Coast.
1: It's actually it's actually part of the coast to coast uh, lineup. Oh, okay. I had to check. The, so it's
2: like a whole podcast about conspiracy theories. What's well, it's a it's a radio, a radio show, show? Yeah. Show. That's awesome. I
1: love that. Yeah, coast to coast yeah. with
0: um, what's uh, Greg Norrie or George Norrie something.
1: Yeah, George Nori, and then Clive. Uh, I think it's is it Clive or Clyde? I don't remember. Uh, it's probably Clyde Lewis. But he talks. He's mainly the guy that talks about the the really the really creepy stuff. He talks about a lot of like, ghost encounters, aliens. Uh, he has a lot of paranormal investigators on there, and um, I actually reached out to him here recently. Um, I got an email back from his assistant um, saying that they're gonna that they're gonna see if they can fit me into their schedule, which means they're not gonna talk to me. Uh. So, <laughs> which is frustrating because I mean, we me and him share a lot of common interests, and I like I I subscribe to his I subscribe to their newsletter and everything, and I talk to like I get on like their message board and stuff. So I'm like. Come on, I'm like a dedicated, loyal fan here. I mean, throw me a bone, will you?
2: <laughs> but the most important question is, can their radio show melt steel beams?
1: Oh wow! <laughs> I, I
2: I always love making that reference, just because, like, the yeah, well, obviously you know where that where the whole steel beams <laughs> things come from, but um, I guess there was some mm-hmm. news station like um, they were following something going on and they're reading the um, the comments on it which are all from the internet which is always beautiful and somebody re- wrote like you know this is a very tragic situation the only salvation i have is the fact that i that jet fuel can't melt steel beams and they read it on on the news and it was it was amazing mm-hmm.
1: yeah and you know i actually i was actually working on my own counter theory for it for the whole for the whole 911 thing yeah, for what it's worth I-, I don't
2: believe in the whole conspiracy
1: of that like. yeah I either but I started I started forming my own counter conspiracy theory against the people that are the conspiracy theorists towards it so what I was saying was all right so is it, you know how you know how to make thermite, right
2: I probably I read the anarchist cookbook when I was like 15 but I can't remember most of it
0: we're gonna plead the fifth on that
2: I mean I didn't read oh. it and I just kind of
0: I, read, I was reading oh. Harry Potter and Expel the Amis, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All 15-year-olds have read the Anarchist Cookbook. Come on. Okay. Yeah, if we're, if we're admitting this. Yes, I, I did read it when I was 15. Okay. okay. So, thermite is just it's, thermite's just the, the name for the chemical reaction between uh, iron oxide and aluminum oxide, or no, aluminum and iron oxide. So it's just rust and aluminum flakes, like. It's like rust like ground up rust and aluminum flakes so it is completely possible for thermite to be created in this situation so if so you have steel beams steel is made out of what
0: um steel Yep. metal
1: metal steel is steel is a is a basically it's a alloy of iron okay it's an iron so iron is used in a lot of things steel is used in a lot of things so aluminum is used in aircrafts correct yeah makes sense when an airplane hits something completely solid and it hits something steel is it is there a chance that somehow in some way that aluminum will be shredded and creates a powder aluminum powder or aluminum flakes
0: it's possible
1: (laughs) that is
2: the most intelligent debunking of that i've ever heard and (laughs) i i i applaud you for that one because i i'll argue with people on that one all the time and i've never been able to come
1: up with anything nearly that intelligent so that's bravo to you good sir it's more or less it's it's more because i took i took chemistry two years in high school and i took i had to i had to have an elective when i was in when i was in college so i chose i chose on the chemistry elective and it was mainly just like chemical reactions just learning different like reactions again um so I mean I try to throw that out there all the time and I get I get I had this guy he was he's he's just a jackass and I don't want to talk about him but I'm just going to bring up what he said he was like oh you conservative you uh, you have no idea this is I'm like yeah I'm a conservative but at least but I'm thinking logically here I'm not thinking with my heart I'm thinking logically yeah. if if it is possible if it is possible for it to happen it's a 99.99% chance it's not going to happen you know there's that .001% chance that it could? Exactly. So you, so you can't automatically assume it's a conspiracy uh, – the conspiracy theory is correct, saying that it was all planned. I'm not saying I trust the government, but I'm also saying that you can't deny that there is a possibility, that it was not the government's fault.
2: Oh, yeah. My whole thing is, like, the government is – I do. I re- they can barely keep anything together. Do I really trust their – Covering up this gigantic conspiracy where everyone needed to be quiet and all this stuff, and it's like no exactly. one said anything. It's just it, it gets ridiculous. Let's well, even with like the moon landing. I, I I I was um I knew somebody who had, and I I still to this day because I was I was pretty young when I when I saw it, but who had like um ties to NASA and they had the blueprint to the original Apollo Eleven, and it was basically like pretty sound from what I can tell that. Every moon landing um, that we had was somewhat based off of that those original blueprints. So it's like, unless like they made those up or something, which like or that you know they it would work except we decided not to do it till later. It means we probably landed on the moon. So it's. Just, but
0: yeah. you have to wonder why haven't we gone to the moon more recently?
1: Well, let's let's see NASA. Basically became part of the United States Air Force, and the United States Air Force has their own deal going on right now. They're trying. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to their The United States Air Force when I was in, because I was in the Air Force. So, but uh, what they were trying to do is they were trying to create hydrogen powered automobiles. So what they're call, what they're referring to is is they're referring to as Project Supercar. It is just a it's just a hydrogen jet engine, modified and thrown into a into the shell of a vehicle, and. It's basically just, a, basically just a stock car that they've that they bought and threw a jet engine into it that burns hydrogen fuel.
0: Or is it because video technology and the technology in homes became so advanced that people would be able to tell that it was fake that they were on the moon?
2: Yeah. I always, <laughs> always love the, uh, the videos of people like uh, that debunk everything. It's like, oh, you see on this rock, there's this thing that was clearly... It's like, okay, no. It's,
0: if, it's, if any of those conspiracies are correct, I believe it's the one where the original quote-unquote moon landing did not actually happen, but we have been to the moon since.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that it was just like,
0: like, they did that because Kennedy promised, we're going to make it to the moon by the end of this decade. So no, it was like...
2: That reminds me of my all-time favorite conspiracy that I just have to mention. It's that Kennedy didn't actually die. He was actually a hologram. And then his mind was put into a supercomputer. <laughs> and he has been running the country ever since. And that is Well, he's doing a shitty job of it. <laughs> yeah. He, I,
0: he I like flip-flops he... a lot on his position as well.
2: Yeah, he it seems very inconsistent. We, we need to download a better program, like...
1: <laughs> Kennedy,
0: like, yeah. um, G- got to remove that ransomware from him
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um another uh, something really cool i uh i kind of ran into a while back was the uh was that we're in a we're in a simulation a the conspiracy theory that we're in a simulation oh the matrix yes no <laughs> very similar to the matrix idea but it was more or less it was a it's a simulation seeing if it's possible for humans to survive and now we're becoming self-aware, and that's the reason why bad things happen to us. Like when we become self-aware, that's why we wreck our car and become paraplegics. <laughs> you can't it's have be-
0: anything to
2: do with physics. It's because you know we're. in a- It's
0: because you know you're not real.
1: <laughs> I'm not real. <laughs> I, I I had a mental breakdown because because I was listening. To, I was actually listening to uh, was uh, it was actually on Coast to Coast AM. They were talking about it. They're talking about living in a simulation. And I was like, how the hell? Wait, no. No! No! (laughs) It's not possible.
2: (laughs) I can definitely, like, um, even though there are a lot of nutty conspiracy theories, I can definitely sympathize with a lot of them just because there are certain things that'll be said, and it's like, you know what, if I'm, like, just listening to it not really thinking about it too critically, or if I don't know certain information, it's like, and, you know, I can kind of see myself believing that, but, like, it's then you kind of learn the other side to it. It's, like, I, I think that they're very, um like, I would never – I think there are stupid people in the world, but I don't think everybody who's a conspiracy theorist is stupid. So, like, I don't want to, like, completely alienate any of our viewers that may be conspiracy theorists. So, like <laughs> –
1: yeah, I mean, don't try to alienate me either. I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist. Oh, I love conspiracies, kinda, like sorta. um, like and, and there are,
2: there are definitely some I believe that are like probably true. Like um, it's some of them are like weird. Like um, I um, there's definitely some government cover ups. Like I I still think that um, spirit cooking thing is weird and creeps me out. And I don't know if it's true, but if it is, um, I hope somebody gets arrested. <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah <laughs> on 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 those kind of notes, um I do want to say like if 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 anyone has a favorite conspiracy theory, you know they they can they can share it with us, share it on our website bmoviebros.com. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you'd be happy for people to share their conspiracy theories with you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Dakota where uh, where if, could they put that at or
1: um if you guys actually want to send your conspiracy theories or anything about horror or about even about our podcast. Um, you can email me at DakShadowBane at gmail.com. Uh, that is D-A-K ShadowBane. Um, or you can actually reach out to me on Horror Amino. Uh, uh, that's Rainstorm01, R-A-I-Y-N Storm01, 01, all one word. Um, or you can actually reach out to Andy. Andy will get in contact to me too. Um, that, uh, that is BlackCatPodcast at gmail.com, I believe. All right,
0: and now I mean I, I know we we could go talking on about this all all night all day, but
1: for like weeks on <laughs> it,
2: talking conspiracy theories and urban legends.
0: But I think it's we'll, we'll give our fans a little a little break here, and we we may possibly come back to it at a later date. But for now, just remember, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.